Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. And this is episode 23 of season 4 of Tomorrow Gason, Pressure Part 1. Firstly, we Mm. think this is going to be a proper full episode because weirdly I stopped writing Chip halfway through a sentence. Um, (laughs) But we feel like we do have an entire full episode maybe of Tomorrow Gason. So this is just going to be a normal, regular episode. Uh, With that being said, what happened last time, MC? Well, um, I mean, there were different arts going on for all the different characters. Mm. Um, Louis, well, Louise is just lazing around in bed <laughs> with foam coming out of her mouth. Not looking after the baby <laughs> or being a secretary. <laughs> um, Gav is moping and having pros- possibly prophetic... Pro- prophetic dreams, is that a word? Prophetic? Pro- it is now. I prophesied, mean, prophecy is a word. Prophesied dreams. <laughs> Um, Jay, well, uh, MC oh. did, uh, MC is dealing with his problems in a healthy way as always. <laughs> um, Jay had a interesting one IT. Mm. He went from the, um, being, of course, he got kicked out of the B&B by yes. MC, or reacting healthily again to <laughs> adverse circumstances. Um, he started off uh, homeless on the street and now all of a sudden a bunch of money has appeared in his mm. bank account suddenly so he's uh, taken up residence in a luxury apartment and banged the estate agent <laughs> I forgot about that yay uh, <laughs> little did I know I'd be fueling a porn <laughs> channel like 17 years before it actually became a thing uh, so yeah we'll get when we film this we'll get Jay back to <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, Terry, uh, he was—he's been searching for a cure for Louise. Bless mm. him. He feels—he he feels not responsible. But he really wants to help her using his uh, impressive, but in this case, inadequate magical powers. But a mysterious stranger came into Ooh. his pub and told him where to find yet another convenient demon that happens to have exactly what they want to solve the problem. Except it wasn't a mysterious stranger. We know no, it, it was the Joe Wang demon. No, it, Inca. <laughs> Yes, Inca, thank you very much. Which is <laughs> ancient Sumerian for chokewank. <laughs> what are you going to do when this is finally over and you can't say chokewank anymore? <laughs> nothing will stop me <laughs> from saying that phrase. As long as it's just saying it and nothing else, that's all that matters. You're <laughs> wondering about these bruises on my neck. <laughs> well, well, MC is under pressure not to say chokewank anymore. Let's find out what pressure the gang are under as we get into... Pressure, part one. Previously on Tomorrow Gason. Okay, Jay, I, I don't want the blurb. Just reassure me one last time that this is the genuine article. MC, do you really think I'd risk Amy's life? I found some experts out there and we managed to track it down. Well, I did most of it. They helped. The gang could only watch in horror as in a matter of a few seconds... Louise's eyes rolled into the back of her head and blood streamed from her nose. She hit the ground with a loud thud, unable to put her arms out in front of her. Cuts appeared over her face like claw marks and her arm began to come up in thousands of boils like it had been burnt. As everyone rushed towards her, a foamy white liquid leaked from her mouth and she went into uncomfortable spasms. Anything? The ninja asked. Nothing. She just lies there. She looks peaceful, doesn't she? But she's just sleeping. I keep expecting her to wake up and moan because I've stolen the covers. MC dropped the bag beside the bed. Louise will pull through, Gav. He looked down at his friend. She has to. MC, what are you doing, for the love of God? Jay squealed. The ninja opened the door to the B&B and threw Jay outside. 
If I ever see you again, Jay, I will kill you. Do you understand? MC slammed the door to the bed and breakfast, leaving a bewildered and broken down Jay on the front garden. Amy, she's been crying all day and all last night too. And yet, as soon as we left the B&B, she was fine. Maybe it's Lou. I mean, Amy is an angel. Maybe she could pick up on a vibe. Whatever it is, it's screwing my mind up. MC rubbed his forehead. Going through the routine of pushing in his bank card, followed by typing in his PIN code and selecting balance from the on-screen instructions, Jay nearly had a heart attack as he expected to see the display screen read £10, when in fact the number it showed was larger. Considerably larger. Ooh. The property hasn't been on the market very long, sir. And I can assure you, it won't be available much longer. Our apartments are in high demand. Well, Mr Bowden, does this fit your needs? Oh, very much so, Jay replied. Excellent. I'll phone the office and inform them. The deposit will be £4,000. Cash, okay? Jay reached for the inside pocket of his suit and pulled out a wad of cash that Bill Gates would have been jealous of. Tell the ninja there's a demon clan that lives in a rubbish yard in the tooting area called Soil Caps. Nasty breed, but nonetheless, their blood carries healing qualities. Mystical healing qualities. They're no pushovers. But once you have a bowl of their blood, it'll heal any supernatural illness. Terry nodded, understanding just who the stranger was. Then he ran for the telephone and dialed a number. The screaming had been going on and on and... For God's sake, Amy, shut the hell up! MC yelled, completely livid. He gently put Amy down in her cot and walked away. Leaving the room, MC locked the door. He was out of earshot to hear a tiny voice call out to him. Dada? Bored with playing on his brand new PlayStation 3. Oh my god. Whoa. Out of all the things to date it. Yeah. This. And we live in a time now where I can't get a fucking PS5. So <laughs> this is great, isn't it? Rich cunt Jay has got one though. Brilliant. I feel like this is past you getting their own back in some way on, on current <laughs> yeah. you. Well, I never owned a PS3. Right. I, I had PS1, PS2 and then switched to Xbox. Because mm. at the time, GTA mm. 4 was an Xbox exclusive, mm. so I bought a 360 instead. Mm. Yeah. That was a really unnecessary... Tell me more about your <laughs> console history. Wrong podcast. Did you have a master system? <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> Why do I remember that? I don't know. I didn't know you then. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, did you go back in time and spy on me as a child? <laughs> Bored with playing on his brand new PlayStation 3, having got out of his king-size bed a few hours ago, despite the fact it was well into the afternoon, Jay looked around his brand new apartment with a massive grin on his face. Again, more insight into what I think is kind of, you know, uh, affluent, wealthy people. Mm. They have big beds, they have PlayStation 3s, and uh, grins. Nice (laughs) apartments. I mean... Just to bring make things depressing uh-huh. in our in our climate, the idea of owning your own property and <laughs> sleeping on nice furniture, having nice furniture, and being happy. What? what does it, it seems unattainable. It seems more fantastic than the vampires. Mate, I don't even think we could get a PlayStation Three now. <laughs> the bad things are. It was the type of grin an overweight person would give a cake shop. Oh, nice. There we go. Just throwing a bit of body shaming, sure. Cool. There was so much Jay hadn't even tried yet. He bounced into the kitchen and was overwhelmed by just how shiny it all looked. The toaster. Oh, one of his, I guess, is it? Hey! The toaster, cooker, fridge, freezer, sink, coffee maker, rubbish bin, microwave, grill. 
are sparkled. Each competed with the other to decide who truly looked the newest. It's like that brave little toaster. <laughs> look at me, I'm the cleanest. Look at me, look at me, I'm the rubbish bin. I'm so shiny. <laughs> but it's one of those really fancy rubbish bins. Oh, with like the automatic yeah, kind of sensor yeah. on it. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Oh, God, we're never going to own one of those. <laughs> this is how the elite 1% live. <laughs> what, the, what the billionaires have. <laughs> They have a sink. <laughs> After thinking long and hard about what to have to eat, Jay suddenly remembered that he hadn't had the chance to go out and purchase any food yet. The items in his flat had been bought online, sent special delivery, and he had been living off takeaway food. This was all much preferable to eating food out of a dustbin and sleeping on the floor of a cold, wet, dark alley, the environment Jay had been in just over a week ago. Well, he's had it all, hasn't he? The oh, dizzy and highs, the, last the, long, the dark it? lows, the creamy middles. Is he gonna? Is he gonna lose it all by the end of the episode? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's probably gonna get kicked out by the estate agent it's, or something. He's gonna beg to come back to the B and B, and it'll be really depressing. Well, maybe he'll turn up and it'll be like he's have like a brand new car. It's all shiny, and he'll be like, "Hey, Ooh. I would invite you around to pay on my PS3, but I'm not gonna." <laughs> maybe- <laughs> You're not invited to my birthday party. <laughs> It's just hot estate agents invited. (laughs) Skipping joyfully out of the kitchen area and back into the living room, which we separated by a glass partition that hadn't been that had been designed by some old Swedish guy with styled grey hair whose name Jay couldn't remember. That's probably you referencing IKEA back in the day. Yeah, I missed your IKEA. (laughs) It's what what millionaires and billionaires have. They have IKEA furniture. (laughs) Which we separated by a glass partition as well. (laughs) We went in and did this. We built the set. (laughs) Although he had made a promise to himself to thank that guy should they ever meet. Oh, okay. The the old Swedish guy for... So this old Swedish guy built the glass partition. And Jay's like, I'll thank that man for making a glass wall if I ever meet him. Yep. Well, how the wealthy live, MC. (laughs) Jay walked over to the stereo that sat in the wall on the far right side of the living room. It shined like a beacon. Its flashing's lights were enough to make R2-D2 jealous. It's competing with the toaster and the rubbish (laughs) bin for shiniest object. Again, it's like, oh, if you're rich, everything's really clean and sparkly. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think I just seen too much DuckTales when Scrooge McDuck dives into the uh, the vault of gold. (laughs) He hit play on the CD player, and the apartment was filled with an angry heavy metal singer shouting about his drug problem. Jay started to jump up and down in the room, climbing onto the furniture and leaping off, playing air guitar as he did so. All of a sudden, there was a louder, deliberate knock at the door. Jay shut off his music and went to answer the door. What can I do? The huge grin, which seemed to be permanently attached to Jay's face, fell quicker than video footage of a speeding train being fast forwarded. <laughs> that was shit. That was so shit. Oh, for fuck's sake. This whole, whole opening spiel is like me trying to write again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> quicker than video footage of a speeding train Maybe being this fast is why, forwarded. This is why this is the last episode. Do you just read it back? Before you, when you're going to write the next one, you're like, oh god, I should just give up. You think I just had some sort of epiphany where I was like, oh yeah, it's a train, a fast train's been sped up. Like, oh, I should really stop. I should really stop now. 
What can I do? The huge grin, which seemed to be permanently attached to Jay's face, fell quicker than video footage of a speeding train being fast-forwarded. Hello, son. Jay's dad said, (gasps) with a different sort of grin. So, catch up for the viewer. Yeah. What happened with Jay's dad? (laughs) Sure. I mean, the people (laughs) who watch us. Idiots who are still involved in this. (laughs) Um... Jay's dad, of course, tried to kill Jay. Yeah, had him kidnapped and beaten up and stuff. Um, and Jay had the opportunity to... It was holding a gun to his head and it was like, it's not it's not worth it! Or something <laughs> yeah. along those lines. This is all the way back to season one as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, Jay's dad, who was involved in all the known crime. All three of them. <laughs> yeah, we've, he's, he's back. Oh, my God. He's, and I guess, you know, he was always... I mean, Jay's dad was the one who had all the money. Yeah. And that's why Jay was rich. Yeah. So I think we know yeah. he was... I mean, I wonder if anyone at home figured that out. Yeah. Or was it a swerve ball that hit you on the back of the head like a speeding train being fast forwarded? <laughs> it surprised me. You did. You. I wasn't expecting yeah. that at all. I guess because it's been such a long gap since we've I heard from he Jay's existed. dad. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. <laughs> it's not like we've dropped any hints towards <laughs> yeah. that or anything. So uh, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, I mean, presumably he's been doing all the known crimes in England again, <laughs> and that's why he's got his money. And is this? Is he trying to reconcile with Jay? Is he trying to get him back in the family business again? Oh, no. I hope all the bad stuff with the gang isn't going to drive Jay back into the arms of his evil, crime-doing dad. Mm. Yes, Gav? MC spoke on the telephone on the check-in desk at the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. (laughs) That name. That fucking name. (laughs) It will never not be shit. Never. But it's mentioned so much. Like, I think I was so proud of it. Yeah. (sighs) Terry will be here soon, and then we're going to go looking for these demons that carry a cure. Ah, that's what you were saying in the recap about yeah. how Inka had said, was it the blood of these demons had healing properties? Something like. Yeah. Gav said something on the other end of the phone. He had not left the hospital since Louise had been admitted, and this was the most active MC had heard him since that time. I know nothing is guaranteed. The ninja said in reply. And I understand your concern, but trust me, we're going to be sensible about this. We'll make sure it works before we use it. Okay, no problem. I'll be in touch to let you know how it went. As MC hung up the phone, the pub landlord and part-time wizard, Terry, walked in. (laughs) I love that that's his description. (laughs) Pub landlord and part-time wizard. (laughs) That is the weirdest LinkedIn profile I've ever come across. Evening, he said brightly. Ready to kill some demons? Always. MC replied. What's the plan? I'm thinking. We find this soil caps. (laughs) I forgot they were called that. I kill them. We make sure what Inca told you is true, then we cure Louise and come back here for a cup of tea and a bloody long rest from all this. Sounds good to me, mate. Right, I just grab my coat and sword and we'll get going. What about the guests? Terry asked. All taken care of. Dinner is served and any queries taken care of. They all know I'll be out this evening. MC is better at looking after the guests at the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast than he is his own daughter. <laughs> All of his guests are like well fed. You know, they 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 list. MC talks to them, he comforts them, them. <laughs> gives tucks them in at night, <laughs> reads them a story, <laughs> hugs them, <laughs> breastfeeds them, and <laughs> says he loves them. <laughs> doesn't do any of this for his own daughter. All taken care of. Dinner is served and any queries taken care of. They all know I'll be out this evening. Smash him. MC returned a few minutes later with his brown suede leather jacket and a medium-sized sword that could be concealed under his coat. I feel like we do have a scale of the size of the swords. We've had, like, small swords and stuff, yeah. but they're not, like, oh, broadsword or anything like or that. the it's type like, of sword. It's always, yeah, just yeah. by the size. Medium. Large. <laughs> small. <laughs> 
he headed for the door. He and Terry were off to Tootin to track down the soil cap demons and collect a bottle of their blood. MC led the way out of the door. MC! Terry called out. We've got everything, Terry, trust me. Amy! (laughs) (laughs) MC looked at Terry for a few minutes, then walked back into the B&B, reaching for the yellow pages on top of the reception desk. Better see if I can find a babysitter. MC could feel Terry looking at him. Sorry, I've just been busy today, that's all. He reached for the phone. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously now, I don't want kids, and would the idea of having a baby is a nightmare. And I think even Mm -hmm. back then, I still very firmly anti-having kids. Uh Uh-huh. But I feel... (laughs) Like... If you'd accidentally had a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I, I, yeah, if I accidentally had a kid, I would take better care of them, I hope. Um, yeah, but I feel but like Prince also, Andrew would take care of a baby better than you would. But, like, I feel like this is, there's got to be, I feel like this has gone beyond just, you know, Amy yeah, yeah. reminding MC of uh, Tifa and yada, 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 or feeling, you know, responsibility thrust upon him. Yeah. Like, it's not just a baby, it's an angel and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I feel like there's something more, like some sort of, you know, the influence of the ghost or Mrs. Yeah. Lansbury or, or something. It just, it's, it's too just much. too much. I, I worry that this is just my writing. I think what I assumed was that the angle I was going for was, you mm. know, MC almost having that kind of postnatal depression sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, but we've rammed it home so much. That's the thing. It hasn't been subtle. It's been here since the start of the season as well. I'm it was starting like... to feel guilty because <laughs> this fictional version of myself that somebody else yeah. wrote neglects yeah. their baby so much, I feel bad. It is literally like a run up to people with a hammer and being like, MC hates his baby. I don't know if you know this or not, but he hates her. And it, it's just too... Like, we were saying this a couple of weeks ago about how we feel like he's going to go too far yeah. and won't be able to redeem it. Yeah. He can't just suddenly decide he loves her yeah. and then everything's okay. Because yeah. this is literal child abuse and neglect. Yeah. You know, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I do wonder if it's going to be a thing of, like, Amy grows up super quick through magic, alternate dimensions, whatever. And she's like, fuck off, I'm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, then there's sort of a new relationship has to be... Uh, created yeah, based on yeah. you know like having an adult child and yada yada. <laughs> I'm still waiting for to rip off Angel when Connor gets stolen. That's what I'm still. Yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, yeah. You in it? Gav said, returning to his seat beside Louise's hospital bed. MC and Terry are off to get that cure. So you'll be home, and we can go back to the way things were. No, wait, we'll make it better. Just me and you. Maybe we can go away somewhere. Gav took hold of Louise's hand, cupped it with both of his, and kissed it softly. I won't let anything else harm you ever. I love you, Lou. I like to think that Louise will get magically cured and then do like slip on a banana peel and do a pratfall into another cursed magical item. Fall into a pit of zombies. A different colour foam will come out of her mouth. And Gav's just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, not again. He starred directly ahead, not staring into space, nor looking at his father that had just appeared on his doorstep. If the joints on his jaw would allow it, it'd be hanging down by his knees right now. Suddenly, happy thoughts of a new apartment and expensive luxuries seems far, far away, lost along with the memory of his friends that had turned their back on him. May I come in? Jay's father asked politely. Everything in that voice just sounds polite, doesn't it? (laughs) Excuse me, I hate to bother you. (laughs) 
Brian had been a legitimate multi-millionaire and a billionaire if you counted his underhand dealings, which stretched further than anyone but he would know about. Which stretched further than anyone but he would know. Does that make sense? Sort of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he's the only one who knows how far his underhanded dealings stretch. Yeah, it's just written in a slightly weird weird way, I just think. Yeah. Do we know his name was Brian? Did that ever come up? I can't remember. Uh, well, it's Brian now. Yeah. Jay's dad, Brian. <laughs> I think we just called him Jay's dad before, so... What if it was Brian Blessed? <laughs> <laughs> what if Brian Blessed had a bunch of shady dealings? <laughs> It was in all the known crimes. Well, when Fox picks this up, we know who we're casting. <laughs> imagine, imagine having like an undercover cop with a a, a deal, a meeting with Brian Blessed, and he's just, <laughs> "Would you like to buy some cocaine?" <laughs> I think the mic picked that up. Yeah, <laughs> you don't maybe. even need a mic. No, I, I do worry that we're libeling Brian Blessed right now. <laughs> I can't imagine Brian Blessed ever doing shady underhand dealings. I can't imagine him doing any crime, never mind all of the known <laughs> crimes. Brian had been a legitimate multimillionaire and a billionaire if you counted his underhand dealings, which stretched further than anyone but he would know about. Jay had been born into wealth and then shunned from it four years ago when his father attempted to have his life ended, using his connections in the Mafia and also funding the gang's two enemies at the time, the rogue ninjas Jack and Lee. Rouge ninjas. <laughs> the Rouge ninjas Jack and Lee. That Rouge ninjas does sound like it could be an anime title or something. <laughs> like Jack and Lee just started wearing that colour. Like yeah. They became the Rouge ninjas. <laughs> Can't, maybe the French ninjas, that's kind of what they are. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> sure. That, I don't think that'll be getting a spin-off. <laughs> A ploy that was stopped by two ninjas who went on to almost adopt two new friends in the shape of Jay and his then secretary, Louise. <laughs> just in case you hadn't listened to the show before, you know, <laughs> just coming in late, this is what you know. Jay had walked to his father's corporation company. <laughs> Wait, what? His father's company company. <laughs> his father's corporation business company. <laughs> He's got so much money that is beyond a corporation or a company. <laughs> Jay had worked for his father's corporation company for many years in a loosely titled role of director. After Brian had attempted to have his son killed for not living up to his expectations for the second time, Jay disowned his father. Jay's had a bit of a rough go of it, hasn't he? He has. He really has. Like, yeah, okay, he was rich, but like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, his father was a dick. His best friend was a dick. Who... Has anyone been nice? Terry... Terry was probably nice to him. Yes. Yeah, I think Terry's been nice to him. Gav? Mm, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. <laughs> After Brian had attempted to have his son killed for not living up to his expectations for the second time, Jay disowned his father. It was later revealed that Brian's company were to cease trading shares and had closed its business, leaving Jay without his not-so-well-earned fortune. The last Jay had heard of his father was that he was... Concentrating on other projects. It's like when you get fired for being uh, from some sort of disgraceful scandal, and it's like <laughs> spending more time with my family. <laughs> As their long history made its way through Jay's mind, Brian, his father, dressed in a very expensive suit to indicate he had not <laughs> lost his fortune when he had closed down his company, 
spoke again. I like how you explicitly say what the suit indicates. Normally you <laughs> yeah. just say how expensive it is. This time you're really spelling it out. <laughs> His very expensive suit means he's still rich. The fact <laughs> he's given Jay hundreds of thousands of pounds so he could buy a really posh apartment with a really sparkly toaster indicates he's rich. I realise this must be a shock to you, Jay. And you have every right to slam this door in my face. Only I paid for this door. Brian smiled. You... what? Never were the sharpest knife in the drawer, were you, Jay? Had any windfalls lately? Say, thousands of pounds put into your account? I like how thousands of pounds is enough to (laughs) buy a fancy uh, flat and... uh, Auto opening t- a rubbish bin. <laughs> well, it was the early 2000s, MC. That's Things true. were different. <laughs> the money. That was from you. <laughs> Jay. Maybe Jay is a little slow to catch on, really. <laughs> also, how's it, how is it going from the two different voices? Is it, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you okay? Okay so far. Okay so far. It was a gesture. A token of father's love. Jay, I want you to be my son again. <laughs> Join me, <laughs> and together we can rule the galaxy, father and son. See, in my head, he's going down on one knee as he says this. <laughs> I mean, Jay never... I mean, I guess Jay technically disowned him, so maybe he wasn't his dad anymore. But legally, I mean, biologically, <laughs> Brian is still Jay's he dad. figuratively, though. Yeah, he, he, he's yeah. talking about a relationship, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But I like the way he was like, Haha, I paid for all of this, you bastard. Do you want to be my son again? <laughs> If it were possible, Jay's face dropped a few more inches. I know I haven't treated you well in the past. (laughs) (laughs) This this whole show is about shit fathers, isn't it? Not really living up to their responsibilities. Oh, a bit personal. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Do you want a hug? I'm okay. I know I haven't treated you well in the past. What with the trying to kill you and all. But when I discovered my own flesh and blood was living rough on the streets, I knew I couldn't have my son living like that, especially after what happened with your friends. Maybe we should discuss the rest of this inside. Ooh, so has Brian been having, like, keeping tabs on Jay then? I guess. Because that's, like, he's found this out really fucking quickly. Like, this is, like, live update sort of thing, isn't he it? Must have, he must have been keeping an eye on Jay the whole time. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a pride thing for him because like his son, you know, can't have his son, you know, his flesh and blood, a reflection of him himself Mm. living on the streets. Unless, you know, he's just using this as another way to manipulate Jay. Trying to get him into the family business and have the son that he always wanted kind of thing. Or like trying to get revenge against him, see, for the way he took him down before. So, yeah, I I mean, I don't trust him. I don't think this is a real gesture of father's love. Yeah, no, no, no. Is it the voice? No, that's fine. That's very trusting, yeah. Maybe I just have a think about fathers, MC. I don't know. <laughs> Jay finally blinked, took a look at his father, and then stepped to one side, ushering Brian into his apartment. His father accepted and entered. Jay shut the door slowly behind him. No, Jay, no. have some, some respect. Oh, I, I mean, the money's either, kind of blinding him a little bit. I mean, it might be that, you know, it's either this or go back on the fucking streets again. Maybe he's hoping that he can find some relatively happy medium where he doesn't have to be homeless but he doesn't have to do all the known crimes maybe he could just do one of the crimes or maybe he's just kind of after like that father figure again or someone who isn't going to be a cunt to him I mean you would want to know what 
he's talking about you yeah, know like yeah. it's even if he thinks oh there's no way i'll accept it mm-hmm. you still want to know yeah yeah that's fair and uh, yeah jay has just been kind of rejected by everyone he cares about yeah so i, I really do feel like this is why brian's exploiting him because he's like well i can get him here easily yeah then, you know yeah how far are we now mc asked terry they were walking down one of the many streets in london this one a lot quieter than oxford street or piccadilly circus making their way to tootin <laughs> Like how you're saying, London's has many streets, <laughs> does it? Some of the popular ones are busy with people. <laughs> Not too far, MC. The practising wizard replied. Not part-time wizard, practising <laughs> wizard. MC held his sword close to his chest underneath his jacket. It's amazing that you never get asked why you're carrying a large, sharp object like that under your coat in a major city. It's a knack. MC replied. The best place to hide something is right in front of someone's face. <laughs> also, it's a medium sword, Terry, actually, <laughs> so, uh, you know. The rubbish yard where the soil cap demons were supposed to breed were only a few streets along. The ninja clutched his sword a little tighter, feeling the anxiety he always did before a battle. That emotion was suddenly broken when a huge crashing sound could be heard. The large factory beside the road MC and Terry were walking down just had a window broken from the inside as a chair was thrown through it. A robbery? Terry wondered. We haven't got time to look at it now, Terry. Let the police handle it. It's a very different reaction to Cat. Not sorry to cross the streams, but... <laughs> I guess you're right, Terry said as he and MC started walking again. Unless, of course, it involves a huge green demon... The pub landlord said as he glanced back and noticed a monster climbing out of the window holding a big lead furnace. Oh, I thought he'd like stolen one, but I think he's holding onto one on the side of the building. Like he's climbed out. What? He's climbed out of the window and he's holding onto the furnace on top of the building. Okay. But it, Where way... would you have a furnace made of lead <laughs> on the side of a building? Maybe they make things that need to go Why up a lead. Why would you make a... <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's slightly better than uh, a demon stealing a lead furnace. No. <laughs> why does this one get... Why does this... And it says LED, not lead. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think you're right. Probably is is lead. But yeah. Just... I, this one... This one's got me, man. <laughs> this no. one... Of all the stupid bullshit... <laughs> I just, I can't get past it. I don't... I think I meant the. it was like a factory and it just had one of those big chimneys on it or something. What I've called it a lead furnace. Lead. Yeah. Because they were burning sensitive Let's materials in tooting. go... Sure. Okay. Sure. You feel better? No. No, okay, I'm that's just fine. just scabbing over this wound and pretending <laughs> it doesn't exist. Fair. MC sighed and pulled out his sword, knowing he wanted to get this over quickly so he and Terry could retrieve the cure for Louise. Right, fella. I don't know how it works in your world, but stealing is generally frowned upon in this dimension. MC called out to the demon. It's one of the known crimes. (laughs) As the ninja got closer, he could see the demon as he was around two feet taller than he was. And although not with massive steroid pumped arms, he was put together. He doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) on steroids. (laughs) He wore brown coverings made out of some form of animal skin and looked rather like a barbarian, complete with a necklace of bones. I mean, this won't stand out in the middle of London in the day, will it? (laughs) The demon didn't speak as MC got closer. Instead, it lashed out, taking a swing at MC, which the ninja narrowly managed to avoid. 
MC brought his sword up and quickly swung it, aiming for the soft part between the demon's ribs and armpit. What? What's the bit? Like the? I guess uh, the. But, because is the where did the ribs end? Right. We're both fondling ourselves <laughs> as, as we do this. It's like if I was going to stab myself with a sword, where would I do it? I mean, I feel like the ribs go high up. Yeah, well, you get, like, it must be demon anatomy. Anatomy. I, I guess. They've got a soft part. <laughs> you can there. see why it stopped writing this, can't you? <laughs> MC brought his sword up and quickly swung it, aiming for the soft part between the demon's ribs and armpit. The demon's speed showed through as she spun in the opposite direction and snatched the sword with one hand, using his mighty force to snap the weapon in two. MC didn't have time to be impressed or intimidated by the demon's strength. He kicked out with the demon's stomach and then swung with a right hand. The demon appeared to be unaffected and caught MC's attempted punch. He pulled MC around and then before he could do anything about it, buried the pointy end of MC's own sword into the ninja's gut. Bloody hell. <gasps> Throwing MC onto the empty road, the demon turned on his heels and left a bleeding MC. Terry rushed over to him. Bloody hell! MC! Are you okay? Can you hear me? MC was unable to reply, as his mouth was full of red liquid. Terry placed one hand over the wound and reached for his mobile phone with the other, dialing 999 and requesting an ambulance. Darkness began to fall over MC's eyes, and he lost consciousness. Wow. He got his shit pushed in by this demon. Damn. I feel like we've never really seen this. Like, we've had MC battle with demons. He's had the, you know, getting beaten up at the beginning of the fight, and then... Makes his comeback. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But never has he, just like, a simple demon outclassed. just yeah. in the middle of London yeah. and just shanked. Yeah. Holy shit. Do you think he's, like, he's, his mind is on other things, so he slipped? Or is this some super powerful demon we've never met before? Yes, I don't know. And they dressed weirdly as well. I don't yeah. know if they're from... He said about not knowing how they do it or where you're from. Maybe they are from some parallel dimension filled with well all demons are from different true you know true. they're not of this earth sort true. of thing you know but um but yeah, yeah push the shit in like you said does this mean that terry is gonna have to i mean the the blood of the demons heals stuff right yeah maybe terry will have to solo them oh shit so we're gonna have mc and louise in the hospital mm. wow <laughs> amy at least amy will get looked after now <laughs> <laughs> the doors to the hospital burst open as the bed was wheeled through them with a great momentum i like to think it's a natural bed <laughs> The ambulance comes along. They've got like a, not a king-size bed because they're not billionaires. <laughs> strapped to the bed, bleeding over the white sheet, was MC. Why is he strapped to it? He's like a gurney or whatever. Like they had to like tie him down for some reason. He's <laughs> like a whole full-body tourniquet. <laughs> he had a breathing mask over his face, which had lost the majority of its colour, so it nearly blended in with the faded covers on the stretcher. Two paramedics held the bed at either side. They were met by a doctor and a nurse as the as the entered the hospital, who were informed by the paramedics of the situation in medical jargon, which I'm not going to go into here. <laughs> Male, stab wound to the stomach, bleeding heavily, unconscious on arrival. Hates his daughter. <laughs> of course, you get it, he's got his ninja healing ability as that's well. That's true, that's true. So it must be a pretty big wound if this has happened. Yeah. Behind the doctors and the paramedics, trying to keep up with everything that was being said, was the man who had called the ambulance, Terry. He wore a concerned look as his dying friend was moved down a corridor through another set of doors that had flapped open and into a different corridor which looked exactly the same as all the others in the building. 
again, just unnecessary detail. <laughs> we know what a hospital is. We don't need to build this world with the same corridor that we were just in. They took MC to a hospital, which is a large building <laughs> filled with doctors. Does it have a lead furnace? <laughs> The pub landlord had been forced to construct a story about how a random homeless man had stabbed MC after he refused to give him change. Just you hating the homeless. Uh, the paramedics had questioned how a homeless man might have acquired an ancient ninja sword and managed to break it into two. Both questions Terry had no answer to. Did he have to specify that it was an ancient ninja sword? Well, the sword's in him, isn't it? Is it actually? Oh, that's a point. So I think the demons just stabbed it and left it in. Yeah. The demon that had actually done the damage had left so casually after sticking MC with the blade, like the fight was a minor inconvenience in his mission, whatever that was. Terry had heard of demons that stole valuable items. A lot of breeds had useful powers that enabled them to get into top bank safes without any trace. A handy set of monsters to know, if you were that way inclined. Some of the known crimes. <laughs> if only Chip had known them, he would have <laughs> had to steal things himself. Some also stole for personal gain. But most were subtle, small creatures that had all the right attributes to be a thief. This demon was huge and would give the Incredible Hulk a run for his money. <laughs> Looks like the Incredible Hulk <laughs> on steroids. <laughs> something didn't add up. That something would have to wait, however, as more importantly right now, MC's life hung in the balance. I mean, again, that's something we've never seen before as well. It's like, it, MC's been in jeopardy before, but mm. never to this extent, I don't think. Yeah, or it's been like, um, you know, again, part of the valiant comeback. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. It was always like punches and kicks and like yeah. shallow wounds that yeah, he could yeah, 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 fight yeah. back from, but not actually like, oh my God, he's in a hospital bed yeah. now. Terry had never seen MC hurt before. Not without eventually winning. In the short time they had been friends and allies, Terry had seen MC wage war with demons, warlocks and human beings, desperate to destroy the world. The worst beating Terry had seen MC take was at the hands of a rather skilled fighter who had been protecting the December Forms headquarters. The ninja had won that battle, but won as in O-N-E. Great. <laughs> the ninja had won that battle at the cost of a million bruises, cuts and aches the next morning. <laughs> I feel like if you had a million bruises and cuts, you'd still be in hospital. I'm dead, probably. <laughs> you'd be dead. But with his supernatural powers of recovery, MC had soon been back on his feet. It would take a mighty blow to kill a ninja of the Koo Claw. This demon may have struck it. I'm really glad I've got to say Koo Claw again at least one more time. <laughs> they dashed down more hallways and through more doors. Terry was beginning to wonder if they actually planned on trying to save his life and just run around the hospital all night. Oh, wow. That's a real fucking shitty attitude, <laughs> isn't it? Like, are you actually going to do something? <laughs> fucking well, NHS. <laughs> oh, you have to go into a, a, a theatre to do surgery. <laughs> What's the matter? Why can't you just use my shed like I suggested? Why do all these corridors look the same? It's boring. <laughs> what do you need scalpels for? i got a Stanley knife. Suddenly, Terry was joined by another fairly new acquaintance of his. Gav stood in the doorway of Louise's room, wearing an extremely confused expression. What happened? He asked, sprinting over to Terry. We ran into some trouble. Terry ushered Gav back into Louise's room so they could talk quietly. Before we reached the yard where the demons were supposed to be, we were ambushed. The sword caps knew you were coming. Nah, nah, on the way there. 
Me and MC spotted this demon doing over a factory, climbing out of the window with some toys that didn't belong to him, so MC confronted it, and, well, it didn't turn out the way these things usually do. I like the idea that that demon's just knocked off a Toys R Us or something. (laughs) It's got the latest Power Ranger. (laughs) Tickle me elbow. (laughs) Jerry! Gaff said, but the landlord replied before he was even asked the question. Nah, son, we didn't get the cure. Gav turned and paced the room a little, obviously immensely disappointed. We need that, he said. Oh no, Gav, but what can we do? MC's life hangs in the balance. He isn't the only one. There might not be anything we can do for him, but we can help Louise. That's a bit cold, isn't it? Terry shot Gav a look. I'm sorry, but it's true. MC has got strength on his side. I know he'll pull through. Lou has been in his bed for weeks now, and the one opportunity we get to help her pull through, and we get thrown off by some unknown and irrelevant factor. Okay, fine, Terry said after a few moments' pause. Let me just go and see where they're taking MC, and we'll go back to that dump and get the soil cap's blood. Terry left the room while Gav looked down at Louise. It would be the first time he would leave her side, and he didn't like to, but it was for the greater good. The thought that MC might be dying in a different ward in the hospital didn't enter Gav's mind. And that's where we're going to leave part one of Pressure. Well, what do we think of that episode, MC? I'm so offended that Gav doesn't care about (laughs) MC after the warmth, the love, the compassion, the caring... Just the, the sheer love that MC puts out to everyone around him. <laughs> God, Amy must be having a fucking party then, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> They're going to have to pay that babysitter extra, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of a surprise episode in a way. But that'd be the surprise of Jay's dad turning up. Yeah. And then the surprise of MC getting shanked and, like, Yeah, in such an anticlimactic way. Like, yeah. literally, like, a side quest mm. that is possibly, well, I don't want to kill him, but... <laughs> I well, mean, maybe. Maybe. And then maybe. Terry becomes the main character. Mm. Looks oh. after Amy and they have a very fulfilling life together. Oh. Excellent. Brilliant. Done. Uncle Terry and Amy, <laughs> the angel. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not usually a thing you kind of see in shows like that. Just kind of a surprise stabbing and then the, the protagonist is just hurt badly. I think the only thing I can think of is that it's you wanted Gav and Terry to do the job in the the dump to get the soil collapse mm. blood and you wanted a reason for MC to not do it yeah. so like he just got stabbed <laughs> by a, d- a demon whatever what what type of demon just big green <laughs> lead furnace give the incredible Hulk a run for his money yeah. unfortunately I yeah. do worry that you're right there yeah. and it's just a really convenient excuse to get MC out of the way and by next week he'll ninja healing <laughs> his way through it I, I guess there is kind of maybe so, I mean if, if that's the way it goes mm. is there's potential for the idea that, you know, MC just got really complacent because he just, because sure. his mind has been all over the place this sure. season. So maybe he he's just thinking about getting to the soil cap demons to get yeah. the curing blood for Louise. Yeah, and there's like, oh, it's a demon, whatever. I've killed a million demons. Yeah, yeah, underestimating it. Yeah. No, I don't think the demon's going to be any sort of big bad or anything like that. Yeah. Just kind of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it looks like we're going to have uh, M- uh, Gav and Terry team up. Mm. Slightly new dynamic. Yeah. Gav's going to be all like, oh, fucking kill you, because he wants the blood for Louise, and Terry's yeah. going to be like, mate, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> but what about Jay as well? Yeah. That's the other thing. Because, yeah. like, is presumably Jay's dad, Brian, is going to make, like, a, a, a um, lesson uh, savoury offer of some kind. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to like emotionally manipulate Jay 
I think, I, I feel like he wants Jay to be the son that he wanted Jay to be. You know, his sort of... Uh, I guess if Jay's feeling really vulnerable right now and maybe maybe slightly grateful in a weird way to his dad for helping yeah, him, yeah. there's a chance he can mould him into that position, you know? At least, yeah, maybe a bit. Maybe it'll be a bit of thing where, like, you know, Jay goes along with it and then has to do something nefarious and won't go ahead with it. Or, or maybe, or yeah, or or maybe um, Jay's dad is just looking for revenge against the gang, like you suggested, yeah, and yeah. he's going to use Jay as his in. Either way, I feel like it's going to end up really bad for Jay. Yeah. And that just makes me sad again. Yeah. <sighs> well, if you want to get in contact and send Jay some hugs, <laughs> did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Podcast, And we're on Twitter at HowIRippedOff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Mm. And if you want to send us pictures of your shiny toaster... I <laughs> wonder what you were going to say then. Rich bastards. <laughs> leave us a rating or review. Uh, especially as we come to the end of the podcast, as we start to wrap up. If you have been watching it or listening to it, or I don't know how you've been watching it, maybe you just stare at the SoundCloud well, page. Well, YouTube. Yeah, yeah true, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, do, yeah, we, we appreciate a review, man. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. There's a lot of content out there, and... Um, Ours is better than <laughs> anything else on the internet. So. That's a bold fucking claim. <laughs> <laughs> Let the people know that they should listen to it. Yeah, it really helps us. So if you have been listening to the, I think we're at like 100, we must be coming up to like 150 okay, episodes or something yeah. like that. So uh, yeah, it's really helpful for us and we would very much appreciate it. We would indeed. And we'll see you next week for what is going to be the last ever oh full episode. Of Tamara Gason. Mm. Bit of a milestone there. Mm. Yeah, so hankies at the ready. <laughs> 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 <laughs>